Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now, here's your host, Marco Santarelli. Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Marco Santarelli. Well, I have a very special guest for you today, someone who I've been actually following for a few years. I am absolutely impressed with his teachings and how much he is giving back to people in teaching them how they can become a better person through a better brain, which is very fascinating to me. So some of you might know who he is. His name is Jim Quick. He is considered the world's number one brain coach. He is literally a world-renowned expert in memory improvement, brain optimization, that's a mouthful, and accelerated learning. And it is my honor to bring him onto the show. So Jim, welcome to the show. Marco, thank you for having me and thank you everyone who's listening. Well, I'm glad I finally got you booked because we've had to rebook and I actually first approached you about it last over a year ago at the Inc. 5000 event that we were named, thankfully and graciously, you know, to be on that list. But I thought what you teach is just perfect for my audience because I always talk to my audience about being a perpetual student, never stop learning, educate yourself. In fact, that's my number one rule of successful real estate investing is to educate yourself. But mm. it's hard to educate yourself unless you're a good learner, if you will, and you probably have better words for it than I. So why don't we start off with just a brief intro on who you are, because I know you have a fantastic story, but I don't know if we're going to be able to fit everything I want to cover into a 30-minute episode here. Yeah, no, I hear you. And congratulations again at the, the, that ink recognition uh, at that event. When I'm speaking on stages, I'll do these demonstrations, um, even in the breakout session of that, that gathering, um, where I'll have a 50 people in the audience stand up and I'll memorize their names or an audience will give me a hundred words or hundred numbers and I'll recall them forwards and then backwards. But I always tell people, I don't do this to impress you. I really do this to express to everyone what's possible because the truth is every single person who's listening to this could do that and a lot more. And they're probably thinking, no, I'm too old. I'm not smart enough. You know, I didn't do well in school and whatever it is. But the truth is we just weren't taught. If anything, we were taught a lie. And for me, lies stand for, I mean, you do as a lumber of uh, acronyms. I tend to alliterate a lot to make it very memorable. A lie stands for a limited idea entertained. Limited idea entertained. So it's not true that you're not smart enough or that you're too old or not capable of it. It's just, we weren't taught how to do these things. School taught us what to learn, what to focus on, what to remember, but not what were the classes on how to learn, how to focus, how to remember. And the reason why I know this is possible is because I grew up with some pretty severe learning challenges. When I was five years old, I had a traumatic brain injury, very bad fall, and I had learning issues, focusing issues, poor memory. It took me an extra three years to learn how to read. When I was nine, a teacher pointed to me in front of the whole class and said, that's the boy with a broken brain. And that label became my limit. And it's interesting, you know, my teachers would have been surprised if I would have wrote a book, you know, read a book, much less wrote a book. <laughs> and, um, you know, when the title of my book, Limitless, when it came out this year, it was um, instant New York Times bestseller, number one Wall Street Journal. And people are like, is it about being perfect? And I was like, no, Limitless is not about being perfect. It's about progressing and advancing beyond what you believe is possible. I think all your listeners, we create these unconscious limits that, that constrain us in terms of our income or our impact or intelligence. And so I, I, my nature, the nature of my work is really showing people how to unlock the most important superpower, which is learning how to learn. Well, that's a great lead-in into the book. The book is called Limitless Upgrade Your Brain, Learn Anything Faster, and Unlock Your Exceptional Life, which is a perfect title, and it is a great read. So I highly recommend the book to anybody listening to this because it's really about building a better brain. At least that's how I summarize it, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things that's very interesting in the book is you, I call it the three M's. You call it the limitless model. Can you just 
touch on that for a minute, just so people have some context here. And then I'm going to, you know, talk yeah. about certain pieces in the book that I think are pretty interesting. That's perfect. So the limitless model is a framework for not only accelerated learning, if you want to read faster, remember names, learn a language, you know, um, for, for people um, who want to be able to memorize facts and figures, um, to be able to be a better salesperson, to be able to, um, to be able to level up your learning, to level up your life. There's a three-part framework and I call it the limitless model. And basically what I want everyone to do is let's, let's turn this into a little masterclass. Um, so it's very practical. I want everyone to think about an area of your life where you feel limited. Where is it in a relationship? Is it your income? Is your impact? Is it in your reading speed? Is it in uh, your career, in, relate, in your physical health? Where do you feel like you're not making progress? And where do you feel like you're in a box? You know, and in that box by definition is three-dimensional and there are three forces that keep you in that box. But these are the same three forces that will liberate you out of that box. Mm -hmm. And those are the three M's. And so when everybody, if you can grab a piece of paper, if you're not driving or working out, or just imagine this, imagine a Venn diagram, three intersecting circles, kind of like Mickey Mouse where the two ears intersect, right. intersect all three. The last one that face the last is the last M is are the methods. And primarily this book, Limitless was all book on methodology, how to read three times faster, how to you know, be able to remember sales scripts, give a TED talk from memory, how to focus and concentrate when you're working remotely, how to, you know, what are the best brain foods, all the methods. And then I said, before I sent it to my publisher, I said, will 100% of the people get the results they're hoping for if they read this book? And my honest answer was no, because you need these two other elements first. So the first M, the first circle is your mindset. Now, your mindset are the set of assumptions and attitudes you have about something. Your attitudes, assumptions about the economy, about your market, your attitudes, assumptions about, you know, your, about money, about, yeah. about yourself, even, you know, what you would, would fall in that circle are things like, what do you believe is possible? What you believe you're capable of? Because you could believe, well, well, you know, this person could be successful, but you don't, might not believe you're, it's possible for you. Um, what you believe you deserve. And so I believe that the goal here is that we are thermostats, we're not thermometers. Like a thermometer reacts to the environment. And uh, you know, in every, we react to the economy, we react to how people treat us, we react to the weather. But a thermostat doesn't react to the environment. It right. the environment, but it sets a temperature, it sets a vision, it sets a goal, and the environment reacts to it. So what, what's your setting at? And so that's our mindset, because I could teach someone a method, like I think the number one business etiquette skill, networking skill there is, is remembering people's names. Right, exactly. Exactly. How are you going to show somebody you're going to care for their future, their family, you know, their home, their finances, anything, if you don't care enough just to remember them, right? People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so let's say you learn a strategy, you read, you know, let me list how to remember names, but your mindset is, oh, I have a horrible memory or I'm too stupid, I'm too old, then you're still gonna be stuck in that box because all behavior is belief-driven. You know, your brain is like a supercomputer and your self-talk is a program it will run. So if you tell yourself, I'm not good at remembering names, you will not remember the name of the next person you meet because you program your supercomputer not to. So people come to me and say, at, at events like where we met, say, I have a horrible memory, I'm not, and I was like, stop. If you fight for your limits, you get to keep them. If you fight for your limitations, they're yours, right? Yep. So that's your but you can have a limitless mindset and believe everything is possible and you're capable of it and you deserve it. Um, and you can know what to do, the methods for buying and selling, the methods for growing your prospect, your methods for investing, your methods for speed reading, right? But you can still be stuck in that box because you need the second M, which is motivation. 
Because if you don't have the motivation to get out of that box, you're still going to be stuck. Now, here's the key to motivation. There's a formula. And this is what everyone should take away from this conversation. If you ever procrastinate, if you ever self-sabotage, it's usually a mindset issue. Meaning you take one step forward, two steps back because you don't believe it's possible. You don't believe you deserve it. You don't believe you're capable of it. And so it's a mind game. If it's a motivation issue, it usually comes in the form of procrastination, right? People putting off the things that they know they should do. They should be making a certain amount of sales calls, follow-ups, exercising, meditating, whatever it is. Here's the formula for sustained motivation. P times E times S3. This is the formula for sustained drive where you don't falter. P times E times S3. So let's uh, deconstruct this. Let's say people want to be motivated. The, the evidence someone is motivated is not what you say. It's not even how you feel. Your kids could say they're motivated, but it's not, that doesn't just mean anything. You could see your team could say they're motivated. It's not what you say, it's not what you feel. It's whether you consistently take action. Right? That's the evidence someone's motivated. So let's say somebody wants to be motivated to uh, work out. Right? We know one of the best ways to up-level your, your, your focus, your, your cognitive performance is exercise. As your body moves, your brain grooves. When you exercise, brain-derived neurotropic factors, which is like fertilizer for neuroplasticity. Uh, it's like fertilizer for your brain. So any, in fact, Marco, when people listen to your podcast or like an audio book, when they're on a treadmill or going for a light, light walk um, or jog, they'll actually learn it and retain it better because as your body moves, your brain grooves. Mm -hmm. But let's say you're not exercising consistently. You're not motivated. What do you need? P times E times S3. So if we're going to build the ultimate motivated human being, the P stands for you first need purpose. Because I believe that reasons reap results. That you can know intellectually why to do something and still not do it. It has to be a feeling. Because the success formula for all manifestation, call it what you like, goal achievement, head, heart, hands, three H's, head, heart, hands. You can visualize a goal in your head, but if you're not activating your hands, you're procrastinating, check in with the second H, which is the heart, right? Because we are not, in fact, when people buy, they don't buy logically, they buy what? They buy emotionally, emotionally. right? Because we are not logical, we are biological. You think about dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin. Right. We are this chemical feeling soup. And the, the feeling is the fuel that moves us forward, whether it's someone to buy or for us to lead to do anything. And so going back to this purpose, the P in the equation for sustained motivation, you have to feel, feel the benefits of following through and also feel the pain of not following through. Who's counting on you? Who are you going to disappoint You know, if you don't play your A game today? And, mm. and follow through your commitments. So that's the purpose. So and now this model is for motivating yourself, but it's also about motivating your team, motivating your children, anything else. They need purpose. Now, somebody can know all the reasons why they should work out and still not work out. Or, are, you know, people see uh, pictures of me with you know, Elon Musk, Oprah Winfrey, Bill Gates. We bonded over books. And I believe leaders, you know, the shirt I'm wearing right now, read more. The right. Leaders are readers, right? And because if somebody has decades of experience and they put it into a book and you can read that book in a few days, you can download decades in the days, biggest advantage there is, right? You don't have to make the same mistakes and you can you know, learn from other people's experience. But let's say uh, to get through a book a week, did you know 52 books a year? Most people only read two or three books a year. Right. And, you know, a lot of our clients read four to six books a month, you know, book a week, 52 books a year which is an astonishing advantage. You can read a book on negotiation. You can read a book on sales. You can read a book on money, man. Everything gets easier, right? So, but if you're not, you get through one book a week, 
the average book has 64,000 words. The average person only reads 200 words per minute. Mm. That means 320 minutes to get through a book divided by seven days in a week, 45 minutes of reading a day will get you through one book a week. You know, so it's, it's very, it's manageable. So it's, I mean, it's a lot of time, but it's not that much time, but let's say you're not, you want to be motivated to read more, but you know, you can have the purpose, you know, you're gonna make more income, you're gonna make, have greater influence, impact and so on. But if you still don't do it, maybe you're missing the E, P times E, E stands for energy. So let's say you want to be, you have the purpose to work out, but you haven't slept in three days because you have a newborn child. You're not going to be very motivated to follow through, or maybe you want to read 45 minutes a day because you want to read one book a week, 40, 52 books a year, but you ate a big processed meal and you're in a food coma, you lack the energy. And when we, you know, fatigue will make cowards of us all. We won't follow through if we're tired. Right. Now, that's why in the book, I talk about the 10 keys for brain energy to get over mental fatigue, the best brain foods, how to optimize your sleep and everything else. Finally, if you have great enough purpose and you have enough energy, will you always be motivated? No, because you could be missing S3, S3, three S's, small, simple steps. Oftentimes we can't motivate someone to buy, even if they have purpose and they have the energy, the resources, the money to do so, because they're confused. And a lot of people set goals that are so big. They want a million followers on mm -hmm. social media, or they want to build that you know, brand with its big goals. And it can be intimidating. And just like in sales, a confused mind doesn't buy. A confused mind doesn't do anything. So often what we need to do is break it down into small, simple steps for other people or even ourselves. So maybe working out an hour a day is too big of a jump for someone who doesn't do exercise. Maybe small, simple step, putting on your running shoes, right? Maybe reading 45 minutes a day is way too big. Maybe it's just opening up your book or reading one line because nobody's going to stop with one line, right? right? on going. So how do you find your small, simple step? This magic question. What is the tiniest action I could take right now that will give me progress towards this goal where I can't fail? What's the tiniest action I could take right now that give me progress towards this goal where I cannot fail? And that's, that's the thing. It's really inch by inch. It's a cinch. Yard by yard, it's too hard. So that's the key to motivation. So if it's your kids, give them a reason to do it because if they don't have a reason, they're not purpose, they're not going to clean their room right? Make sure they have enough energy to study. Make sure maybe a small, simple step is putting, throwing one sock into the hamper, right? Getting a small little step in. Just like if you get your kids to floss one tooth, no one's going to stop with one tooth, right. right? And then they get momentum. And so little by little, a little becomes a lot. And then finally, the last M after mindset and motivation are the methods. Now here's the magic. You'll see there are three places, the intersecting points where some of the circles intersect. There are three eyes. Where mindset crosses over with motivation, you have inspiration, meaning you, you know, they're mindset experts, uh, great mindset books, Carol Dweck, Dr. Carol Dweck, great book on mindset, mm -hmm. great motivational speakers, motivational books, where they intersect, you get inspiring speakers, inspiring movies. And what does an inspiring movie do? It changes your mindset of what's possible and gives you some drive and motivation, but you're inspired, but you don't have the methods. You don't know what to do, instructions. So that's, that, that's inspiration. Where mindset crosses over with methods, you have ideation, meaning, you know, mindset's in your mind, it's in your head, method's also in your head, so it stays an idea because you lack the motivation circle, right? So that's ideation. Where motivation crosses over with methods, you have implementation. That's the third mm -hmm. eye, meaning, but because you're motivated, you have purpose, you have energy, you know what to do, the methods to invest, to buy, to, to sell but you, you still be stuck in that box because you're only going to be able to implement 
upwards of what you believe is possible, your mindset allows. Now where all three I's or all three M's intersect right in the middle, you have the fourth I, which is integration. And integration like integer is a whole number. It's, uh, it's just who you are. And that, that's a limitless state. So you use this framework as a lens to look at what's keeping me stuck in that box, my relationship, in my physical health, in my income, is it my mindset? Do I not believe it's possible? Do I not believe I'm capable of it? Do I not believe I deserve it? Or, or is it my motivation? Do I not have purpose? And maybe if you don't feel purpose, maybe you shouldn't be doing that thing, right? It's a good test. Maybe I don't have the energy because I'm really stressed out on my mind, burning a blood armor on these energy vampires that are stealing my energy. <laughs> Or maybe I have to break it down into small, simple steps because it's too intimidating or confusing. Or maybe I need to use a better method, upgrade my knowledge, my skills, my capabilities to mm. sell, to market, to read, to remember. You know, So it becomes a, also a, a role modeling tool where if someone's successful like you, you could go and have a conversation and with, with somebody who's successful and say, hey, what's their mindset? What do they believe is possible? What, what's their purpose? What are they doing to optimize their energy? What are the small, simple steps you know, they're doing it on a daily basis. You know, what is the actual process and methods and strategies that they're employing to get that kind of result? So that's the limitless model. And I, I share that because then we could go a little bit micro into wherever you want to go, mindset, motivation, yeah. it's for reading faster, remembering people's names, all that good stuff. Yeah, well, that's a tremendous setup. In fact, we could almost stop here, but there's so many things that we could unpack from that framework. It's a tremendous framework. As you're talking about it, I'm thinking of those circles that you have in the book and how they're laid out. And it, that visual is very clear. It really just helps you to understand what you just talked about. So if someone's listening to you right now and they're confused, my suggestion is, well, my first suggestion would be buy the book. But even if you don't buy the book, just go to amazon.com. You can look at, um, they kind of have a preview of you know a certain number of pages, but that diagram is actually there that you can see for free on Amazon. And I know you're gonna end up probably purchasing the book at that point. But there's just a lot to unpack there. And I know we're kind of limited on time today, but let's just touch upon a few things. Passion versus purpose. That chapter hit me pretty hard. It's not something I wasn't aware of. I've been kind of following my passion and a purpose, which I discovered somewhat accidentally over the years. Mm. But it was a great chapter. It made things very, very clear for me. And, and I was thinking of myself at the time because my passion is real estate, real estate investing, and investing in general. Like I invest in businesses. I invest in all kinds of different asset classes. But I really enjoy teaching people how to create financial freedom, how to create wealth and passive income and achieve financial freedom. And I didn't know that was my passion until I started doing it about 16 years ago. So it kind of fell in my lap. But then the light bulb went off and I thought, geez, my passion is not really what I'm here on this earth to do. It's the purpose of teaching other people to do what I'm doing. And so just answer the question, like, why is this important? And how does that actually help motivate us? Because some people don't, aren't clear on the whole motivation piece of the purpose. Uh, no, I love that. So again, it's P times E times S3. And so you used to start with purpose. And for me, a lot of people use passion and purpose interchangeably and find your passion and your purpose. And for me, it's very distinct. Passion is something for me, functionally, what lights someone up? You know, so for me, my passion is learning. Because I grew up with learning challenges, I became very you know, astute and increased my capabilities and I increased my competence and I started to enjoy it more. I, I light up to learn anything. So I have a not only a to-do list, I recommend everybody has a to-learn list, right? Right. It's important to, to find what lights you up. So learning is something that lights me up. That's been my passion. And you can have many passions, right? Many things that light you up. For me, purpose is 
how you use that passion to light someone else up. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if my passion is learning, my purpose is teaching others how to learn, right? You have a passion around wealth management, around investing, and that what lights you up. And then your purpose, one of your purposes is teaching other people how to invest, to be able to buy and sell, you know, in all these various wealth assets, you know, these classes and such. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. So the distinction here is when I talk about purpose, it's kind of like, um, or even passion, it's kind of like uh, finding true love. Some people say I have to find these things and certainly you have to put it out and you have to discover, you know, you have to go out there and date and see where your heart and your, you know, what grabs your mind, right? And grabs your attention. But it's not just discovering true love, it's actually developing it and working at it and building it, right? Just like you would a passion also as well. And so it takes it work. But, you know, where you find your attention going, you give yourself enough stimulus, you see what you get drawn to, and then you work at it. And then, you know, I always recommend, because so many people are scared sometimes of making a mistake mm-hmm. or taking action. And uh, I always say, try things at least three times. Try it once to kind of get over the fear of it. <laughs> try it a second time to just get good, good at it. Try it a third time to see if you enjoy it or not also as well. You know, if it's something that you're passionate about, I would encourage that for, you know, for those people who have children, you know, to give them enough stimulus to see where their attention goes and then cultivate, cultivate that. And so passion is incredibly important. The purpose is incredibly important. It adds fuel to our life because, and then the other thing is a lot of people mitigate their life and their learning because of we're you know, because of other people's expectations and their opinions. But the truth is just a little thought experiment. One day we'll be taking our final breaths, right? And in that moment, none of other people's opinions, none of our fears are going to matter. What's going to matter is how we laughed, how we loved, how we learned, how we lived, right? So I I would begin with the end in mind, knowing Mm. that, you know, when I talk about in mindset, I talk about the seven lies to learning. There are also seven lies to just you know, a lot of people have in their life. And a lie for me stands for a limited idea entertained, limited idea entertained. And one of them, you know, happens to be other people's expectations, their opinions matter, because the truth is they don't like when we're in that, you know, in that coffin, the casket is not a very pleasant thing to think about, but there's no room for possessions and people could have the great treasures and the great toys, but there's also no room in there for regret. Mm. And so, um, you know, we have one life, you know, why are we running towards our dreams? Like, we're on fire. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. With a couple of minutes that are left here, because I know you're on a tight timeline, I literally had 100 things to talk to you about and ask you. But, you know, obviously, we wouldn't be able to fit that even into an hour if we wanted to. For people listening to this, you know, a lot of what you're talking about might seem a little bit high level or broad or theoretical in a way. But I know that you have a lot of uh, tactical stuff in the book as well. It's not just a theory, a book, a book on theory. I call them brain hacks. You know, I, I like Dave Asprey and guys like that, people who I know and have met over the years. You know, they talk about all these different types of biohacks. And yours, I, you know, I, I took away a lot of brain hacks, if you will, like, like the power of music and just listening to music like Bach and classical uh, to help improve memory when you're studying. I don't know if you want to talk about that, but the three that I liked the most was music, primacy, and latency, if you have time to explain that, and then spaced repetition, which is so easy to do. Maybe start with spaced repetition because it's an easy way to learn. Yeah, well, so I would recommend everybody here to be a faster learner. There's a number of things we could do. You know, As you're studying uh, properties, you're studying uh, books, your own personal development, uh, a number of things. First of all, the Pomodoro technique suggests that 
the optimal amount of time to study and work is in increments of about 25 to 30 minutes. That after 25 or 30 minutes, our attention tends to drop and to wane. And what I recommend is everybody take a break every 30 minutes, a five minute break. And during that brain break, you do three things. You know, number one, you move. They say sitting is a new smoking, right? We're behind screens. <laughs> And when you move, you create brain-derived neurotrophic factors, which is great for your brain to, to create new connections and everything. So just take a minute and just do some jumping jacks. You know, what's good for your heart is going to be good for your head. Your brain is only 2% of your body mass, but it requires 20% of the oxygen. And a lot of people are tired just because they're not moving. Number two, you want to hydrate. And a lot of people, uh, your brain is mostly water, 75% water. And just staying hydrated will boost your reaction time and thinking speed 30%. 30% wow. saturated. We can lose up to a pound of water just sleeping at night through respiration and perspiration. So one of the first things we should be doing is drinking a glass of water first thing in the morning. Um, the third thing you could do besides move and hydrate, third thing you could do is breathe. A lot of people are tired because their posture, they're, when they're reading, they get tired or brain fatigue right? They read something, get the end, forget what they just read. And they get so tired of studying or in meetings. And part of it is their posture. Cause when you're, when you're slumped over the lower one third of your lungs absorbs two thirds of the oxygen. And it's so important. We actually, you could go weeks without food. You can literally go days without water, but you can only go minutes without oxygen. So make sure you use that time to do some deep breathing also as well. And then go back to your, your study or your learning or your meetings, if it's possible, right? So what happens is by taking that break, primacy and recency, if you have ever crammed back in school, and you, let's say you cram for five hours straight, primacy says you tend to remember something in the beginning. Recency mm -hmm. says you tend to remember stuff at the end. Meaning if you go to an event, you probably remember the first people there and the last people there. If I gave you a list of 40 words to memorize, you probably remember the first few words and the last few words. Now, if you don't take a break and you work straight for four or five hours or study or whatever, you tend to remember stuff in the beginning and stuff in the end, but there's a big dip in the middle. By taking a break every 30 minutes, what are you doing? You create more beginnings and more ends, right? more primacy and recency. So you uptake a lot of that, uh, that forgetting curve. Um, another thing that you could do on top of it while you're studying, as you mentioned, is listen to certain music. There's certain music that will put you in the relaxed state of awareness. They call it an alpha state. Um, right now, everyone's in beta, you're wide awake, delta, you're fast asleep. Theta, that state right before you go to sleep is, um, or wake up, is that state of creativity. Um, you know what put you in that theta state is uh, showers. Have you ever noticed when you're taking a shower, you come up with all these ideas? Yeah, I, I do my best thinking in the shower, actually. <laughs> exactly. I took five showers for you today, Marco, just to be clear. <laughs> But there's, you could actually engineer these brainwave states. So theta state will make you more creative. And there are things you could do to be in that theta state. The alpha state is between theta and, and beta when you're awake. That's the relaxed state of awareness. That's the state you go into when you meditate and you become a sponge. We teach people how to learn languages twice, even three times faster, getting to an alpha state. That's where your conscious mind is set aside. You can just absorb information. Television will put a lot of people into an alpha state. You know, ever try to talk to somebody when they're watching sports or they're watching right. Oh, and they don't hear you. They're just hypnotized, you know, and that's imagine being hypnotized by what you want to learn though, you know, where you're just absorbing the information. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that will put you in that alpha state is classical music. So not rap or heavy metal, uh, but classical music will put you in that state, especially uh, Baroque classical music, an era of music where it's like 60 beats per minute. Like it harmonizes with the resting heart rate. So Vivaldi, Handal will put you, so you could just 
put a playlist together or put on YouTube, you know, Baroque classical music, have it in the background while you're studying and working, it'll help you to absorb the information. One, another tip also, you know, out of all five senses, the one that's most uh, connected to our to human memory. What's that? It's olfactory. It's our sense of smell. Uh, yeah. The thing, when you study in an environment that you have to perform in, then you're going to perform better, right? They do this test, memory test, where they'll put, they'll submerge people underwater with breathing apparatus, give them 30 words to memorize, take them out, test them outside in open air, and then put submerge them back in, test them underwater. And in which environment do they remember more? Right. Back underwater where they originally learned the information because what they realize is the research says, says is that the environment gets coded with that information and by going back in the information in the, in the environment it helps make that information more readily available now we can't often study in the place we need to perform in the house that we need to study on you know all the listening information all this and all this information but you could take the environment with you so another brain hack you could do is when you're studying Use your sense of smell, which is the closely, mostly linked to your memory, and smell something that's unique, a unique mm -hmm. lip balm, perfume, essential oil, cologne. And then when you need to perform and have that information at your mental fingertips, wear that same scent, and it'll help you to be able to recall it far greater. That's awesome. I, I love biohacks and brain hacks. They're, they're, just, they're just amazing. Let's wrap up. What's the one biggest takeaway that you want to share with our listeners today? What's the biggest thing that you want them to, to remember yeah. from all this? I mean, I know you opened this up with that an investment in knowledge always pays the best dividend, right? It like does, if, yeah. if you want your, your brand, your business, your bank account to grow, you need to grow. And the number one wealth building asset we have is found between our ears, right? It's our brain, but our brain doesn't come with an owner's manual. It's not user-friendly, but if there's one skill to master in the 21st century, this is what I want people to take away with. It's learning how to learn, right? Because if you get the faster you can learn, the faster you could earn. Right, because knowledge mm -hmm. is not or knowledge is profit. If it, there was a genie could grant you any one wish, but only one wish, you would ask for limitless wishes. Well, if I was your learning genie, as your brain coach, if I was your learning genie, I could grant you any one learning wish to master any one subject or any one skill. What would it be? Would it be sales negotiation? What would it be? Learning how to learn, because then you could apply it towards what? Money, management, martial arts, marketing, you know, Mandarin, music. Everything in your life gets a whole lot easier. And so commit yourself to learning how to learn is the one subject we didn't learn, you know, back in school. And that's what my podcast is all about. 200 episodes, 15 minutes each on how to learn, how to learn. You know, it's what the book is full of brain hacks for busy people want to learn faster and achieve more, you know, our online programs, but it's just, that's the ultimate competitive advantage. It's not just, it's not just a wealth divide. It's those who know and those who don't know. And so I would encourage everybody to really double down to learning how to learn. And at the very least, read every day. I just did an Insta story with uh, with Will Smith, and I was like, "How do you stay top of your game? You know, how do you stay mentally alert?" And he's like, "Jim, I do two things every day. I run and I read. I run. I do something physically to challenge myself, and I do something mentally. And reading is to your mind what exercise is to your body. So I would I would encourage everybody to get to one book a week club. It's not as hard as you think. Forty five minutes a day, or if you've gone through one of our reading programs, you triple your reading speed. Fifteen minutes a day. It's the big leaders or readers." You know, I, I, got, I did a talk in Silicon Valley and afterwards Bill Gates comes up to me and he's, I was like, you know, uh, if you have any one superpower, what would it be? And he's like, Jim, exactly what you teach, reading faster. And Warren Buffett said, I probably wasted 10 years of my life reading slowly. He reads 500 pages a day, this man, still to this day. Yep. You know, just to get that advantage, to get that edge, commit yourself to, to reading. And, um, you know, and then limitless, you know, and 
we, we donate 100% of the proceeds of this book to charity, to Alzheimer's research and memory of my grandmother, um, who I who passed when I was going through my learning difficulties with Alzheimer's. We just donated another $50,000 this month to Pencils of Promise. We built nice. school, healthcare, clean water for children everywhere from Ghana to Guatemala. And so when people go to limitlessbook.com, all the links to Amazon, everywhere to get the book is there, Barnes & Noble, everywhere you get it. But you get a 10-day speed reading memory course from me as a thank you for getting that book. And it's just my gift because I want this to be the most read book out there, even though it did really well and it hit number two of all of Amazon, you know, and did you know, really well, number one business book out there. You know, I want to get this book the most read book. And most people don't read. They're really mm. good at buying books. And it sits on your shelf. Like it becomes shelf help, not self-help. I want this to be real self-help for people. And so all that information is on there. And I challenge everyone, Marco, who's listening to do this. Take a screenshot of this episode, this conversation and tag Marco, tag myself at Jim Quick. It's spelled right, K-W-I-K. And post one thing you're gonna do to better your brain. Just one thing, just take a screenshot, post like one thing you're gonna do. Maybe you're gonna read 10 minutes a day. Maybe you're gonna prioritize your sleep. You know, maybe you're going to go listen to another podcast every day while you go for your walk, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. One thing you do, I'll repost some of my favorites and I'll actually gift uh, a copy of this book just randomly to one person. Oh, wow. Um, well, thank you. Very generous. For just being part of this community, for listening to this conversation. No, I really appreciate that. Well, I always end by asking, you know, you are my guest, how can they find you? Where can they get more information? You, you pretty much answered that, but let's just cover that again, just so we have the right link. So your website? Yeah, so the best place to actually get information is go to quickbrain.com, kwkbrain.com. I give you three free videos, one on how to remember names, one how to give a TED Talk from memory, and another the 10 things I do to uh, upgrade my brain, including the best brain diet and sleep and everything. You get that, and then also links to my podcast are there, and uh, just social media. I do lives on Facebook and Instagram and all those channels, answering people's burning questions. But I mostly just want to thank you for making this platform available. I think now more than ever, you know, people ask all the time, Jim, how do you become limitless, your book title, in a limited world? And I'm like, very simple. We do it together. Right. <laughs> and it, that that's what we're doing. It's just learning. It's, it's not just your neurological networks. It's your social networks. Who you spend time with is who you become. So this is so important with what you do, sharing. We all need people like like who encourage other people, to that challenge other people, that are kind to other people, that cheerlead for other people. And if you yeah. haven't found that person yet, my advice for you listening is to be that person for someone else. Absolutely. Especially, especially be that person for yourself. You know, because I believe your life is like an egg, that if an egg is broken by an outside force, life ends. But if it's broken by an inside force, life begins. You know, great things begin on the inside and everyone is listening. If you're still listening to this, I feel like we're kindred spirits. You have greatness inside of you. You have genius inside of you. There's literally a version of you that you haven't met yet. And your, your goal is to keep showing up every day until you're introduced to that person. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Great way to end it. Jim, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I also want to thank you for putting out what you put out and sharing it with the world because I think it is sorely lacking and almost desperately needed. So, you know, the best investment you can make is your brain, like you said. So uh, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Appreciate you, buddy. Take care, everybody. Thank you. So in wrapping up here, just for anybody listening to this, if you enjoyed the content, remember to subscribe to the show. We put out one to three shows every single week. Help us spread the word. Share this with your like-minded friends. Visit us on iTunes. Leave us a rating and review. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you all on our next episode.
Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S. Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to passive real estate investing at noradarealestate.com slash guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate legal, tax, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. For distribution or publication rights and media interviews, please contact the host.